I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. The cough made to California, broken hearts that fossil known. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dog radio Had a soul made me so lonely Hands pressed cold against the phone The young stars
can be found in every culture. As long as she has blonde hair and blue eyes, even the Chinese culture adapted Hollywood beauty standards. When I came to Holland, I was 23 years old, single, and I believed that love goes beyond country borders because I found attractive women in every country. Then I started to notice a weird phenomenon. Rarely Asian men are in relationships with Western white women. Have you ever noticed this? According to U.S. Census Bureau data, Asian women are three times more likely than Asian men to marry white people. Why? In a world where intercultural and interracial relationships are becoming more common, why is it difficult for Asian men to connect with Western women? I don't want to be part of the statistics. As a PhD in chemical engineering, I decided to take actions. Across the aisle, the mother settled in and began feeding her baby. In a wonderful display of dexterity, she held the bottle in one hand and clutched a mobile phone in the other. 
Her head was bent to look at the screen. We're all busy these days, and it's hardly my business to judge how a young mum feeds her baby. Out of the corner of my eye, though, I observed her with a researcher's curiosity. Ten or fifteen minutes passed. The mother looked exclusively at her smartphone while the baby fed. The baby was gazing foggily upward, as babies do, and looking adoringly at the mother's jaw as the mother continued to gaze adoringly at her device. For half an hour as the feeding went on, the mother did not make eye contact with the infant or once pull her attention from the screen of her phone. My mind filled with questions. I couldn't help but wonder how many millions of moms and dads around the world were no longer looking directly into the eyes of their babies while they were feeding or talking to them. How will this seemingly small behavioral shift play out over time? Your body may be gone, I'm gonna carry In my head, in my heart, in my soul And maybe we'll get lucky And we'll both live again Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think so Well, that is that and this is this You tell me what you want, I'll tell you What you get, you get away from me Collected my belongings and left the jail Well, thanks for the time I had to think a spell I had to think a while And the ocean breeze salty Won't you carry it In your head, in your mouth, in your soul And maybe we'll get lucky And we'll both grow I don't know, I don't know, I hope so Well that is that and this is this You tell me what you saw, I'll tell you what you missed When the ocean left the sky You missed when time and life shook hands And said goodbye When the earth folded on itself and said goodbye, I hope heaven and hell are really there. I wouldn't hold my breath. You wasted life, why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life. Why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life Why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life Why wouldn't you waste it? And the ocean breeze salty Won't you carry it In your head, in your mouth, in your soul 
And the more we move ahead, the more we're stuck and rewind. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind. How could I mind? Well, that is that, and this is this. You tell me what you want, I'll tell you what you get. You get away from me. Well, that is that. Tell you what you missed when the ocean met the sky. You missed when time and life shook hands and said goodbye. When the earth folded on itself and said goodbye. I hope heaven and hell are really there. I wouldn't hold my Wasted life, why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life, why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life, why wouldn't you waste it? You wasted life, why wouldn't you waste it? So I was on a roll. I was an executive with a nice salary, annual bonuses and stock options, all the perks. Everything was on track. And on Monday, January 7th, 2008, at three o'clock in the afternoon in a small conference room on the top floor of our building, the president of the company wanted to have a quick meeting with me, which wasn't unusual since he was my boss. But the meeting turned out to be even more brief than expected. He fired me. And I'll never forget how his words just sucked the breath right out of me. And I left the conference room in a dazed state and I went home and curled up my bed in the fetal position for three hours. And while I could go on in vivid detail about how I felt, what I did to my self-esteem, my finances and so on, what I now realize is while that event created the greatest amount of discomfort I had ever felt, it was that discomfort, the departure from my ordered life that forever changed it for the better. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions. Don't lose faith in me Don't lose faith in me If you lose faith in me
Look at me Can you see how I'm trying My first year away was characterized by typical student behavior. Not much studying, and actually not much football. I started to feel a bit rootless, and life began to feel a bit pointless, when a friend suggested that we join the university's women's football team. And from that moment on, everything changed for the better. I trained twice a week, met some great new friends, developed a new focus, and started feeling a part of something again. There were lots of laughs and, once again, lots of singing. This new energy permeated all of my life. My studies, finances, friends and happiness all picked up. And life really did take a turn for the better. Then I started my career with Procter & Gamble, one of the world's largest consumer goods companies. Each summer, the company would hold a European football tournament for its staff across the continent. And we decided to enter the inaugural women's tournament in Brussels and won. I remember taking a penalty in the final, and my heart was pounding, and I've never felt so nervous. Or elated is when I scored. It became clear to me that football is like an electric currency.
past, Earth has opened up many times and flowed out for centuries. India is an outflow of volcanism. Volcanic activity fills the sky with soot and hot ash and buries every living thing and blocks the sun for so many summers, the plants on land and plankton in the sea die. And when they die, we die. Volcanoes can also produce so much carbon dioxide dioxide that they will massively warm the planet and create a runaway greenhouse effect, which is the opposite of what we often expect from them. In Holland, they grow most of their food in greenhouses with synthetic light 24 hours a day. We can do that. When I was putting this talk together, I, I just had this weird idea. I went to Amazon and looked to see how much they were and how good they are. Gas masks are the cheapest insurance you can buy. They don't take up much space, and they get you through a lot of hard times. Dry. 
Yet there's still this appeal We've kept through our lives Love, love will tear us apart Again Love, love will tear us apart Again States when I was two years old, so almost my entire life has been a blend of two cultures. I eat pasta with chopsticks, am addicted to orange chicken, and my childhood hero was Yao Ming. But having grown up in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Idaho, all states with incredibly little racial diversity, it was difficult to reconcile my so-called exotic Chinese heritage with my mainstream American self. Used to being the only Asian in the room, I was self-conscious that the first thing people noticed about me was that I wasn't white. And as a child, I quickly began to realize that I had two options in front of me. Conform to the stereotype that was expected of me, or conform to the whiteness that surrounded me. There was no in-between. For me, this meant that I always felt self-conscious about being good at math because people would just say it was because I was Asian and not because I actually worked hard. It meant that whenever a boy asked me out, it was because he had the yellow fever and not because he actually liked me. It meant that for the longest time, my identity had formed around the fact that I was different, and I thought that being Asian was the only special thing about me. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions. Taste their lovely arrogance. Uh-huh. It's 
always too late And your face is so cold They struggle for this opulence See the suns which blind the man Burns away so long before our time Now their warmth is forgotten and gone Pretty maids now far behind Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? I'm almost with you I can sense it wait for me I'm almost with you Is this a taste of victory? I'm almost with you See the dust Which fills your sleep Does it always feel this chill Near the end I never dreamed we'd meet here once more This life reserved for a friend Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? I'm almost with you I can sense it wait for me I'm almost with you Is this the taste of victory? I'm almost with you naval meteorologists had taken to tracking storms by naming them after their wives and girlfriends, much as bomber pilots like to paint curvy starlets on their aircraft. The feminization of destruction became so normal that in 1953 the National Weather Service made the practice official. 
Roxy Bolton of Coral Gables in Florida didn't like this one bit. Living in America's most hurricane-prone state, she knew firsthand the devastation they caused. When she heard the weathermen say that Carol had destroyed Louisiana or Betsy had torn up Mobile, she was furious at the slur on women. These winds were not only annihilating but unpredictable, dithering about offshore and then flouncing off somewhere else. Oh, how like women! She felt so burned up that in 1970 she decided to tackle the meteorologists directly. There was already plenty on her plate. As a founder of the Florida chapter of the National Organization of Women, she was fighting for equal pay and equal rights, mandatory maternity leave, more women on task forces, and reform of Florida's statutes to widen the definition of rape. You must do the things you think you cannot do, said Eleanor Roosevelt, and the words rang loud in her ears.
me an inventor and it's actually funny because when I was a kid I actually identified with the term differentist which was something that I made up which is where I just wanted to be different and even though it may not appear that I am a differentist nowadays I dress like everyone else I talk like everyone else I was actually almost in a way trained from the get-go to be different so how was I trained from, I guess you could say trained to be different as a kid, was that my parents never gave me that many toys at all. I didn't have a Tamagotchi, a Nintendo, a Wii, an Xbox, nothing. What they gave me, however, was a hot glue gun, and I had to make my own toys. And that's, that's where the first area of me almost being put in a position, or almost forced to be in a position where I had to be creative in solving one of the first problems you ever have as a kid, which is how to keep yourself entertained. dark-haired woman I loved best We wandered down by the chapel square And there was magic in the air And Mother Nature gently pressed The burning river to her breast I offered her a golden ring my hand, my heart, and everything I offered her a sweet love nest By the flowing banks of Passage West Oh love, will you go, will you go, will you go Oh love, will you stay, will you stay, will you stay Oh 
love will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Or love will you stay? Will you stay? Will you stay? We watched the ferry come and go. We watched the river ebb and flow. The tide breathe in, the tide breathe out. We watched the passage flowers grow. The ghostly forms of the hungry years in sad procession did appear. When hope and sorrow made their way in their passage west to America. Oh, love, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Oh, love, will you stay? Will you stay? Will you stay? Oh, love, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Oh, love, will you stay? Will you stay? Will you stay? Neither bank the people bowed. From passage west came a Fenian yell. Rule Britannia, rule in hell. The grass grows green on the other side, and mighty ships sail out on the tide to far-flung harbors across the sea, far away from passage. My love and me. Oh, love, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Or love, will you stay? Will you stay? Will you stay? Oh, love, will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Or love, will you stay? Will you stay? Will you stay? I met my love. In passage west, the sun was sinking down to rest. The river to the stars confessed 'twas the dark-haired woman I love best. You're listening to my big bag of onions. end of the day it's something that opens you up and puts you in touch with your emotions and being wide open like that allowing yourself to feel and see the feelings in other people when you're intimate with your feelings you know you're completely different the relationship changes maybe we've been misguided a little bit though by calling it emotional intelligence when in fact it's emotional intimacy when you're intimate with your emotions it doesn't matter if you're black or white or Jewish or Muslim or old or young or male or female the one thing the one thing that all seven billion of us have in common is the capacity 
to feel all those emotions. And a feeling, the dark night feeling, might be different for you. It might be, as one CEO said to me, waking up in the middle of the night, knowing that he had the lives of a couple hundred people in his hands, and feeling not the least bit worthy of that. life like? People ask me, what is it like to live without money? I thought, at first I thought, oh, but we'd be lonely and feel excluded and where can I still go if I don't have money to spend? And uh, I found out that because I was working together in all these small projects with all these people, that my life was more social than ever before or after that year. 
And uh, for instance, to make up for not going to restaurants, I would cook every Thursday for friends. And, uh, you know, every week a different set of people would show up and they'd bring the drinks and dessert. And, uh, you know, my kitchen uh, transformed into a salon-like place where people like to come and eat and drink and discuss. And um, if I ever uh, needed, uh, this was one Zoete uh, Info, one dinner on the roof. If I ever needed anything in particular, I'd send out an email to my network in Rotterdam explaining my request. For instance, Max was three and he was learning how to cycle, so I wanted to get him a bike. And I would always get what I needed. Didn't know how 
Promise you God I don't believe you No your Bible can't be true This is how I tell it 
I'm Bill Lawrence. Join me again soon for another big bag of onions.